Welcome to the Everyday Entrepreneur Podcast, episode number 14. Hi, I'm Holly Knoll, host of the Everyday Entrepreneur Podcast. If you've always wanted to start a business and don't know where or how to start, you've come to the right place. After leaving an unfulfilling corporate career, I decided it was time to start a business of my own. Today, I'm a business coach and creator of The Consultant Code, where I help people start services-based businesses in 60 days or less. So grab your latte because you're about to be inspired, armed with knowledge, and given simple tools to start a business of your own from my interviews with everyday entrepreneurs. Hey friends, I have a very special guest with me today here on the Everyday Entrepreneur Podcast. I am excited to introduce you, Janessa McKenzie. Janessa is a business mindset coach and brand strategist, and she's host of the Elevated Entrepreneur Podcast, another woman podcaster. I love it. She transforms struggling entrepreneurs into empowered CEOs by helping online experts and creatives create and grow powerful brands. Committed to helping others build their dreams from the inside out, Janessa's mission is to show people how to become who they were created to be so that they can share their talents with the world, make a difference, and create a business and life they don't want a vacation from. And with that, friends, allow me to introduce to you my guest on today's podcast, Janessa McKenzie. Janessa, welcome to the Everyday Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm so excited to have you here today. Hey, Holly. I'm so excited to be here. Yes. I would love to know, first and foremost, what do you do? And I know what you do, but the audience would love to know, first and foremost, what do you do and why do you do it as a business owner? Yeah. So my name is Janessa McKenzie. I am a brand coach, business coach, mindset coach, all the coach. Um, No. (laughs) Um, Business mindset. And brand strategy is my jam. So why do I do what I do? The biggest part of why I do what I do is to help other entrepreneurs or people that are looking to start their own business, get from where they are to where they want to go faster. That is the biggest reason why I do what I do. Second reason is because I know how powerful our thoughts are. I know how powerful every human being on the face of this earth is. And I want everyone else to believe that too. So that is the second biggest reason why I do what I do, because I want everyone to believe themselves as much as I believe in everybody. Okay. So yes, that is the second reason. And the third reason is, is because I know how difficult it is for Uh, anybody in business or even looking to start a business to wrap their head around how the heck they attract their ideal clients. Like that's really difficult for people that are especially just beginning or haven't quite started yet uh, to understand really who their ideal client is on a deep level, which is how you attract the people that you want to work with instead of who you think you should be working with. Oh, I love that. And the word should came up. And that is something as business owners, we get to remove from our vocabulary are the shoulds. And that's one of the things that I found just in life in general is just taking that word, trying to just do do some experimenting around removing that word from my vocabulary. 
altogether. Because to me, it feels loaded with judgment. Should means, well, you didn't do it. Why aren't you kind of thing? Or it's also loaded with pleasing others versus doing what makes ourselves happy. And I'm guessing you didn't kind of wake up one day and come to all these realizations overnight. You've had a path and a journey. (laughs) Tell us how you got started and, you know, working, you know, tell us a little bit about your journey working for somebody else and how you eventually made that transition into being like, nope, I'm going to do this and for myself and start my own business. Yeah. So I was uh, in corporate for over 20 years with the same company for 13 and a half, 14 years. And I've always been outside the box a little bit. So corporate didn't really, <laughs> I didn't really fit. Definitely. I'm more laid back. Like I am not the suit pants jacket, put myself all together every day type of person. I'm just not. Uh, so I was always the most casually laid back person in the office. <laughs> oh, what a horrible thing. Those are always my favorite people in the office. I know. Right. <laughs> But I feel like that perception of me, people didn't take me as seriously. Um, thinking that, oh, you know, like she wears jeans every day or her hair is up in a messy bun today. Like she's not professional. Uh, although I had been there for longer than most of the people that worked in that building. So could obviously do my job and do it very well if I was still there after 14 years. Uh, yeah. But I did feel like, yeah, like even though I kind of went through a couple of different bosses. uh, And the last one, I think, believed in me more than the others, but still felt like I was kind of getting passed up for, you know, promotions or projects or certain things. And finally, I was like, you know what? Like, (laughs) Who else am I going to bet on? Like me. Uh, That's who I'm going to bet on. So that's what I did. I was like, okay. Um, photography was my passion. I love it. I still love it. And that's really where I started. And it was actually kids, families, uh, that I started with and learning how to market yourself after being in a corporate position that does not include marketing is like putting yourself through the torture chamber (laughs) in the beginning. (laughs) so awkward and especially as a personal brand and as like working as an individual as a business owner like how did that like where did you find it most uncomfortable and and how did you work around that first of all you're you're just like I just want to x right like whatever it is that you do like mine was I just want to take pretty pictures and having to sell the service like I think money money like sales and money, asking for money for my service was one of the hardest things for me because I loved it so much that I'm like, I just want to go do these things. I don't, I would do it for free for my, for the rest of my life. And that is actually the thing that you should get paid for. The thing that you would do for free every day is the thing that you should get paid for. Say it louder for the people in the back. Right? <laughs> Go get paid. Uh, yeah. yes, the thing you love to do that you could do for free is what you you need to put, where, is where you can focus to get paid, actually. It works yeah. quite inversely. Yeah. 
Yeah. And then putting myself out there, like actually telling people that I was now going to run my own business. What were people going to think? What was my family going to think? What are these people on the internet that I'm probably never going to meet going to think? Um, you know, all of these things. Am I good enough? Like every piece of mind drama possible comes up when you do this and it's normal. So if you're and, like, and one area I struggled just to add to what you said is like, what are my old coworkers going to think if I leave this job and I'm starting to, you know, represent myself as a business owner out there. That for me was the scariest because I thought, well, they're all just going to judge me. They're waiting for me to fail. They're going to think who does she think she is. And you know what? Maybe they did, but I had to get to a point where I didn't care what, and, and that was a process. Yes. Yeah. I think my coworkers, even my boss, like I'm on LinkedIn as a business owner, you know, like, and was when I was in the office. So everybody saw it. It wasn't a secret. And the vibe should change a little bit. It was like waiting for me to like take off. Like, when is she going to leave? So you had a side hustle. Yeah. You, oh, oh, tell us how did, so what was your side hustle? Was it photography? And then like, how did you finally transition? It was, into- it was photography at first. Okay. Um, and then, so I didn't start coaching online until last year. Mm, so, okay. And was still working in the office at that time. So, you know, you go through these phases. I was like, I always knew I wanted to be an entrepreneur. I always knew I wanted to have my own business. I always knew I wanted to be my own boss. I think that's really what it was. Like, I want freedom. I want to make my schedule. I don't want somebody over my shoulder. I don't want to be micromanaged. I want you to leave me the hell alone, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yep. I want to make my own damn rules. Um, But along with all of those freedoms also comes responsibility. So, you know, I can go do whatever I want right now, but there's still things that have to be done. You know, so balancing those and not having somebody that, that, um, is telling you, you know, create your goals this, this month so that for, for next year, um, you know, we can get lost in kind of like rabbit holes very easily as entrepreneurs, because that's our mind. That's just how our mind works. We got to train it to be different going from the employee mindset to a CEO mindset is a leap when you're still sitting behind that desk in corporate. Um, You don't even think about it. You don't even realize you have to have a different mindset to be a business owner. Um, But how did you take, take the leap then? How did that all come? come I think that's where people get stuck. Is like, I have this great side business or an idea, but the black hole is like, how do I get from here to there? And how did you navigate that? One damn step at a time. (laughs) (laughs) I know. It sounds so cliche, but I I also don't know any other way to describe it other than it's one step at a time. Yeah. It's taking an action every day. And it doesn't matter if it's the wrong action, a messy action, an imperfect action. Mm -hmm. It's taking a step every day to get to where you want to go. and 
that step might like you might fall down a step or you might fall up a step like you don't know what's going to happen and that's like the scariest and the most exciting thing at the same time so if you can you know move more towards the more exciting <laughs> than <laughs> scary like push through the fear is is the best advice that i can give you for that and find people that are where you want to be find that mentor that you you know really align with and feels good to you and you vibe with that person and you get what they're saying because they're going to blow your mind every time when they give you something else um and for coaching like you know i was so i started off as you know family kids women's empowerment like i always knew that i wanted to lift women business owners up and like elevate their, their themselves, their business, their visibility, everything. Like you can do this, you know, like that was, that's my motto, like in my head, like, yes, you can, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, so I started, you know, doing some women's empowerment photography and then somebody had said to me, oh, I need some pictures for my website. And I'm like, oh, that's fun. Right. And I just did it. And I was like, oh, this is it. So branding photography kind of became my thing. And in that process, I would get asked a million questions by my clients. Like, where do I use my pictures? How do I do this? Like, what do I need to say about all these things? I was like, oh, like I have these answers. (laughs) Oh, well, it just so happens. (laughs) Yeah. So, and then I came across um, a mentor that I really loved. And that's when I said, oh, I can go impact even more people and bring it online. Like once I got through the uncomfortableness of marketing my business locally, it's kind of a whole nother ball game when you take it online. It's like the Mm -hmm. next level and you're like, okay, well, there's a lot of people around here, like, you know, in your area that you may, you don't know that are going to see ads in, in the paper or a flyer or you at a, you know, fundraising thing or whatever it is, however you're marketing yourself, networking, whatever. It's a whole nother one to be like, I have no idea who's seeing me. Like people across the entire world could be seeing me. So I think that was hard for me to put myself out there first. Like truly myself, put really myself out there, my personality, my, you know, I can talk like a trucker. I, uh, you know, really pull no punches. It's like no BS. And if I get passionate about something, it's almost like people can get a little intimidated Mm -hmm. because I'm so passionate and I'm like, you can do this, you know? (laughs) Mm -hmm. So I was like, Oh, like that's going to repel all kinds of people and they're not going to like me. And they're not going to think that I'm expert enough. And oh my gosh, all the things. Um, Did you get that feedback at work in your corporate job, by the way? uh, I did. I did. Yes. So I did Uh have to like make myself smaller. Yep. At, uh, at my corporate job to mm-hmm. not come off as quote unquote aggressive, right? Because yep. I am not aggressive. I am passionate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, I've had the same feedback myself from women, by oh. the way, mostly women who have told me I'm too aggressive. 
I'm too, um, to this, to that, to this, too much. And, and I think what I'm hearing you say is that is what makes you stand out and that's your brand. And that is what your clients have learned to love about you. And the people who don't love that repel you, you repel anyway. And who cares because they were never your people to begin with. Right. Yeah. You want to attract your tribe. The only way you're going to attract your tribe is by being you like yep. totally genuinely yourself. Yep. You won't and find is- me anywhere else, not talking the way I'm talking right now. Or if I met you in person and we sat down mm-hmm. and had coffee, I would talk to you the same way I'm talking to you right now. There is, you know, no face that you should ever have to put on for any situation ever in your entire life. Like mm-hmm. doesn't matter. I mean, people have asked me, well, 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 aren't there certain situations that you wouldn't just like be passionate and, you know, loud and too much, quote unquote, you know? Uh, yeah. Like if I was at a funeral in a library mm-hmm. or in a courtroom. <laughs> yeah. Unless you were the lawyer in the, in the courtroom. Unless I was the lawyer in the courtroom. Unless you were the prosecutor or the defense attorney in the courtroom or the judge. Yes. Yeah. Those are the three places that I would not, you know, I would quiet myself. But other than that, no places. No, I wouldn't. Uh, I, to listeners out there right now, um, you know, who are stuck in those corporate jobs and we actually have a very big topic to get to, but this, I think this conversation is so important because I think the first step is I also worked in corporate America 20 years of my career and I had this mask on that I didn't even really know was there. I was constantly filtering myself. I was constantly running whatever I wanted to say through some bullshit sieve. And I was constantly like caring how, what people were going to think. And I was constantly trying to please other people and, and not even caring what myself thought. And, and I was doing this unconsciously because over the years I had received all this feedback and I was trying to be enough so I could get promoted, so I could get the projects that I love, so I could get, you know, my boss's approval. When at the end of the day, no wonder people like you and I, and probably a hell of a lot of other people who are listening, are thinking like, why do I feel so misaligned here every day? Why do I feel like you said earlier, like outside of the box, like a fish out of water, like because small. you were being asked small because you were asked to to filter yourself and to sense yourself and not be who you really are. Well, I'm sorry, but life is too short and now I'm getting on my soapbox. But life is too short yeah. for us to play that way anymore. Like come on. Like I I'm forty two and and like I just see people selling their souls day in and day out and I just want to be like, you are so much more. And not that business ownership is right for everybody but maybe it's a different company or with a different culture, or maybe it's like a side hustle, like what you did where you got to have your true personality come out where you still paid the bills and got your insurance paid for on the side or from your full-time job. Yeah, exactly. And you know, the funny thing is, is that what we don't realize is that we have been trained to be small our our entire lives. Mm -hmm. Like Mm -hmm. when you're growing up, how many times have you heard, um, not right now or be quiet or we, the, and it's not anybody's fault 
it's, no. you know, it's your parents weren't doing anything wrong, right. but your subconscious pulls that in as, oh, I, I need to stay quiet or, oh, I can't be loud or, uh, I don't matter right now. I don't matter right now. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So all of those things. And when we go to school, we're the smaller, we're smaller because we have teachers that are authoritative uh, mm-hmm. figures. We have to raise our hand to go to the bathroom. Like you have to ask to go to the freaking bathroom. It's a human thing. Like that, when I, I didn't even realize that. But when I heard that the first time, I was like, oh my God. Messed up. Like that is messed up that I, we have to ask to use the bathroom. And what, mm-hmm. and he just says, no, what are you going to do? Sometimes they seat? used to say no. Yes. They would, I remember sometimes she would say no. And like, looking back, I'm like, what, like, who would deny a kid the, the yeah. right to like, go to, to the bathroom? Right. And, yes. and not even thinking about now, cause like I'm 47 and I've had three kids. If you tell me I can't go to the bathroom now, we're in trouble. Right. <laughs> like when I tell you I gotta go, I gotta go. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's a non-negotiable. And like by the way, that's not asking a lot. That's not yeah. asking a lot. I would love to get your thoughts, Vanessa, just on like for some reason in this like pa- it's a patriarchal model in my mind. It yeah. was it's this idea of playing small has much more hurt women in my mind than it has hurt men. And why do you think that is? And like, what can we do about it? That's a really big question, but just like what comes to mind when you think about that? So I think society has, you know, segregated men and women in the way that men were the breadwinners. They were, Mm -hmm. you know, all through time, up until, you know, the last probably, what, 20 years, 30 years, maybe, women really started coming out and taking on that role of making money, right? Before it was, they stay at home, they take care of the house, they take care of the kids, they cook, they clean, they do all the things, which is fine if that's what you want, right? Yeah. Yeah, because you know if you are if you're married and and in the fifties or forties or whatever it was you you got married and you had a home and your husband went to work and you stayed home and you did the things right marriage is a partnership so somebody did the things and somebody went to work and made the money like but in the eyes of society I think that changed what woman are good enough for and what men are good enough for. Like it made men the authoritative figure in the relationship. And what the women did wasn't, uh, it didn't matter as much as what the man did because you wouldn't have the home to clean if he didn't go to work and make the money, which made women feel small, which made them feel like they weren't good enough, which made them feel like they had, these are the things that they were just supposed to do. So that they didn't think outside the box because why should they? Everyone's telling them this is what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to clean, cook, have kids and take care of your man, right? Well, who the hell's taking care of her? Yeah. So I think, you know, what can we do now? We can speak up. We can use our power. We have power. We all have a power inside us that we can create anything we want anything we want your mind you think it and it has 
uh, you know, like an 89% bigger probability of it actually happening than if you never thought that thought. So how powerful do you think your thoughts are now? After hearing that statistic, I always screw up that word. (laughs) (laughs) Statistic. You know, if you think that you are not good enough, if you think that you are going to fail, if you think that you, people are going to judge you, if you're judging yourself, all of those things, if you believe those things, those are the things that are going to show up. That's what's going to show up for you. So, you know, without getting extremely woo here. <laughs> because well, really, I can have you on next year and, and we can talk about woo. Yeah, because it really yes. is, you know, like the energy that you put out is what you're going to get back. And what you think is going to happen. So stepping into your power, step into your power. It doesn't mean you have to be a bitch. It just means that you, right? It just means that you own your power and you know that you are more. That's all that means. And so if I was, if I were listening and I was like, okay, I'm, I'm tracking, I get it. I need to start stepping into my power and that, you know, with the new year coming up, I'd love to get into goals just a little bit more because um, for the listeners out there, Janessa is, has a magical system when it comes to goal setting. <laughs> and and just to preface it a little bit, you know, I'm sure like, you know, a few people rolled their eyes like, oh God, goals. Because it, there's, mm-hmm. at least for me, there's such a should attached to goals. Mm-hmm. But how can people kind of, work around that should and, and, and want to set goals and how can we, and oftentimes I think they just seem so big and scary and like, I don't, and and there's this thing of like, how do I know if I'm doing this right or is there a wrong way? And then like, by the time you get to that question, it's like, Oh, forget it. I'm just not going to do this. So I'll just let life happen to me. I'll keep doing it. So I guess how, how, why are goals important? First and foremost, why, why, Why do we need to set goals are a map? It's like, that's like getting in your car and telling the GPS to just take you somewhere. (laughs) Right. The GPS is going to go, uh, I don't know where you want me to go. You have to set a destination, right? Yep. So for it to give you the line to go down this road and take a left, like you have to give it a destination Mm -hmm. and you're, you know, your goal is a destination. Your goal is, it's, it's not scary. It shouldn't be scary. So kind of going back to what we were just talking about, how you think about goals is how goals are going to show up for you. So if you think goals are scary, if you think goals are um, just another failure, if you, you know, whatever you think about a goal, that's how it's going to show up. So I created the sexy goal method because who doesn't want to show up for a sexy goal right I mean hello yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so what does that goal? look like what, what yeah what it's say? just the goal that you set needs to be it should be boy we're using all the words here right needs it <laughs> needs <laughs> shoulds um <laughs> the goals so let me start with this think about your goal as how big you're going to play the game, right? And what game you're playing. So 
are you setting a goal to start your business? Are you setting a goal to reach a certain revenue amount? Are you setting a goal to help your health? Are you like, what are you setting the goal to, first of all? And then how big the goal is, is how big you're going to play the game. So the first thing a goal should be is simple. I don't mean simple to get to. I mean, simple to understand. Doesn't let me give you, let let, let me just give you a goal of mine. Um, just so we can like use a real life example. So let's say I want to replace, I'm just going to kind of throw this out there. This isn't necessarily a goal of mine, but okay. Let, okay. Here's a, here's a lofty goal of mine right now. Um, all right. Well, these are real life coaching. If you're if you're into it, sure. Yeah. Do it. Um, okay, Janessa, I really want to make fifty thousand dollars a month, and you know by June of next year, how, how do I get there? Or like, what, it, is that a goal? Is that the right way to think about this goal? Or like, I don't know. I, I just want to make more money. Yeah. So it, yes, you should. It should be tangible. It should be well. When I say tangible, it, you need to put a number on it if you're gonna say. I want to make more money. Like mm-hmm. we all want to make more money. Right. Mm-hmm. It, so yes, there should be a number on it. Should it be a little uncomfortable? Yeah. It should be a little uncomfortable. Should you feel like you could actually reach it? Yes. Mm-hmm. So if you're saying I want to make a million dollars a month by June of next year, you're probably, I mean, yeah, that would be great. But if yeah, you're making it, zero but... money right now, uh-huh. that's probably a little far-fetched to be making a million in six months, right? <laughs> right. It might be dreaming just a, a little big, um, but this arbitrary, yeah, like, I guess like I probably jumped right into making my goal way too specific because that's just how I'm programmed right now. But no, that's okay. yeah, so somebody was like, I just want to make more money. Okay. So real and specific yes. to a dollar amount. Yeah. So frame. yeah. Simple, like simple is definitely within that frame of, I want to do X, right? It shouldn't be overcomplicated. It should be like, this is my goal. Tangible, something that you can see specific numbers or a specific deadline, like a deadline. Yes, there should be a deadline. Um, When do you want to reach the goal by? So the E in sexy, so the S is simple. The E is executable. So executable meaning there are actually actions that you can take to get to this goal. Doesn't mean that you have to know all the actions right now to take to get to this goal. It just means that you are capable of taking executable actions to get to this goal. What does that do for us? It gives us more confidence that we're going to reach this goal. So we're like, oh yeah, I can, you know, name five things in your head that you could possibly be doing to get to that goal. The X is for exciting. Like it mm. needs to be exciting. Why? This goal needs to excite you. Well, you want a goal that you're like, that's no fun or who cares about that or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, you want it to be something that you want and not just because you think you're supposed to have it. Something that you actually want. You should. Something that you should be yes. doing. Yes. Yes, mm. exactly. Yes, I love having that as exciting because I feel like a lot of goals I set in the past are things that maybe I haven't used the word should, but I feel like I should achieve. 
Yeah. Like I should be healthier. I should weigh this amount or I should, I should make this amount of money or whatever. Um, okay. So something that, it, and, and like when, when I think of any of the past goals I've set recently, like probably in the past year, I'm not sure they've really excited me. So that's great. Okay. Make yeah. it exciting. And then why the why actually stands for why? Like the word why, why, why? W-H-Y. Why do you want this goal? Because okay. you're never going to reach the goal until you know why you want to reach the goal. Mm-hmm. And be really specific with yourself and honest with yourself about why you want this goal. If you're mm-hmm. saying something like, well, everyone else is making 10K a month, so I should be too then that's probably not the best goal for you right now because everybody's journey is different. Where If you're right. making zero dollars right now, maybe your bigger goal is to get to 10,000 a month. But what is your next goal? Like to make 2K a month? Great. Let's figure out how to make 2K a month first. That's, that's what I was going to ask you is, is for back to that kind of million dollar example. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with dreaming really big and hey, I want to have a million dollar a month. Amazing. Awesome. But how would you kind of work with somebody to like break their really big goal down into bite-sized chunks? Like how could we think about that in a more achievable? Yeah. So framework? some of the things that I would have asked you, if you would come to me and said, I want to be making $50,000 a month within six months. Mm-hmm. What I would have said to you is, okay, what is your business? What are you offering? What are you making right now? what are you doing right now that's working? And what are you doing right now that's not working? So having all of those pieces in front of us and understanding where you're at right this second and then breaking it down, reverse engineering it backwards to where you are now through the six months, we can figure out if it's feasible with what you have right this second that you could make $50,000 a month in six months. Or if we had to tweak your pricing or add something, take away something, like there could be a bazillion things and it would all just be very individualized to the person and the business as to you know how you are breaking that down to get to the goal. Mm-hmm. And I know that is really the confusing part for a lot of people. They're like, okay, well, I want to make, $10,000 a month, yep. but I don't know how to make $10,000 right. a month, right? I think it's important to set the intention. Definitely important to set mm-hmm. the intention. This is what I want. Why do you want it? This is what I want. Mm-hmm. It's exciting. It's simple. It's executable. And you know why you want it. Mm-hmm. And it's okay if it's like, I want 10000 a month so that I can send my kid to private school so that I can... Uh, take that family vacation, job. buy a new car, like whatever it is, it doesn't have to be, you know, it can be personal. I think mm-hmm. a lot of people also feel guilt about that as well, but that's a whole nother subject. So <laughs> yeah, the desire driven, they need to be rooted in some sort of desire, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. you're doing, you're building this business because it's something that's, that you're passionate about, right? Mm-hmm. But just because you're passionate about it doesn't mean that you don't make money from it, like we talked about earlier, right? Yep. So, what about this? What if someone were to say, 
we're listening right now and they're like, okay, I want to leave my job. I want to quit my corporate job. Like, what would be some ways to kind of think about how they could structure setting some real goals? And they're like, I keep wanting to do this. I've been wanting to do it for years. I just haven't done it. I don't know. You know, this might be a very helpful framework to help somebody bridge that black hole between, you know, working a corporate job and making the leap to either a side hustle or a full-time job. So how could someone think about that? Yeah. So I think the first questions I would ask would be, again, are you making money in your side hustle now and how much? Do you need to replace your entire corporate salary for you to be able to quit your job? Or maybe you have a spouse that, you know, you could, you don't have to have your entire salary covered. And remember that when you are your own business owner, you are responsible for your own taxes. So when you say, okay, I need to replace my income, you're not replacing what you're taking home. You're actually timesing that by three. <laughs> yeah. You know? <laughs> yep. That um, is a real witch. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. I so I think these are just more things to think about. Like, mm-hmm. what would my goal be to revenue wise mm-hmm. to be able to quit my job? Mm-hmm. Um, do I need insurance, health insurance, mm-hmm. or any other type of insurance? Mm-hmm. Um, make sure you're adding that in there. And making sure that you have support to reach the goals, mm, I think is really important. Yes. Yep. Um, so setting them, even if it's with your spouse, significant other, your best friend, whatever it is, sit down with somebody and say, these are my goals. You know, can you help me? Like, let yep. help me or just support me because there's going to be days where I think I suck or I feel like everything sucks and I'm going to want to quit. And it's, you know, I'm going to be a total bitch, but mm-hmm. I need you to just support me through it. So having yep. that conversation with somebody that can support you in that way is super important. And if you, maybe you don't have anybody in your life that you feel comfortable doing that with, find somebody, you know, if it's a coach, if it's a group program, if it's a, mm-hmm. um, you know, just a Facebook group, a free Facebook yep. group that is very supportive, mm-hmm. go join that and find somebody in there because there should be people out there that want to help you. And I, I totally agree with that. I, I personally, I'm not married. I don't have a spouse. I, you know, I, I have found it to be a very lonely journey in a lot of ways being a business mm-hmm. owner, but the people that have kept me going are that are those, you know, looking for that support outside, like my immediate network. I don't go to my corporate friends for like advice or chit chats about my business. Like they don't get it. Like I love them dearly, but it's it just, it, it isn't a productive conversation. It, I, I, I find people in, in similar, you know, stages of their business. I have a mastermind that I belong to. We meet once a week, the free Facebook groups. I think that's a brilliant idea. There are, you know, you don't even necessarily have to join a paid program to be a member of a free Facebook group of business owners or people that are, you know, if it's niche industry or, you know, like photographers, or is it, you know, local, like local business owners, whatever it is, I've found Facebook groups to be like amazing places to network 
for potential clients and to meet people who are in similar boats as you for that support. I, I couldn't stress the support piece enough. I totally agree. Yeah. Yeah. And that's another good point too. Like find local networking groups mm-hmm. so that mm-hmm. people, there are people right around you that you can like go have coffee with because yeah. it, it does get lonely, right? Like it does. Spe- yeah. And I mean, you know, now I get it, COVID, the whole thing. Um, but wear a mask and go have some coffee or, you know, yeah. stand six feet apart and talk like on a, or sit six feet apart in a bench or something, you know? Or have a virtual coffee. Or you can have a virtual coffee, absolutely. Yeah, the the mastermind, I have one woman's in Australia, one's in Canada, one's in Brazil, and two, one's in Jersey, and I'm here in Minnesota. So like, Mm -hmm. and I, my cup is full after I meet with these girls and women on a weekly basis. And so even if like getting out of the house is hard for people, um, especially with winter coming, Mm I. I highly encourage like just finding any support even online is better than just trying to go it alone. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah. Sexy goals, simple, executable, exciting, and being clear on your why. And I would also, I would add a double S on the end maybe for that support piece. Like, you know, like I, I think that's just such a key piece. Um, and, and can like just, help you guarantee your success even more because it can yeah. also be somebody that can help hold you accountable too. Like, okay, last time we talked, how is that going? Exactly. <laughs> um, exactly. Yeah. And that's important. And don't be afraid to ask for help. I think that's one of the biggest things too, is that that was hard for me. That was a hard one for me. Uh, I was like, oh no, I can do this. Like, this is my, I, got this. I should know all these. I got <laughs> this. I can do this. I'll do it all myself. Like, I don't need anybody's help. And then you're just spinning your wheels and you're like, why isn't this working? Well, it's not working because, you know, you have no support and you're too much, you know, into whatever to, <laughs> to in your head, help in your head, in the echo, in, in the echo chamber of your own you thoughts. Stubborn. <laughs> I, I had <laughs> stubborn. Um, someone's, uh, a mentor I have critiqued my, um, in a, in a very constructive way, obviously, but it critiqued my landing page for my free giveaway. And she like was able to identify something that I would not have seen. And she, we made the smallest, slightest tweak. And I'm like, oh my God, why did I not see that? Mm-hmm. Like, thank you for helping me with this because we just get stuck in our own business and our own thoughts and our own, you know, filters that other people can see so many things that we can't. Yeah. So yeah. Is there anything else you would feel like we didn't talk about today that you'd love to to chat about or or you feel could be helpful to the listeners? Well, we talked about a lot. <laughs> I know we did. <laughs> we packed a lot into this. Well, with that said, um, where can people find you online? How can we learn about your program? Where can we follow or have discussions with you following the podcast? Yeah. So you can find me on the web at theelevatedentrepreneur.net. You can find me on Facebook at, it's Janessa McKenzie Coaching, like the at sign at Janessa McKenzie Coaching. Uh, That's my business page. My Facebook group is a free Facebook group. Did I say that? Facebook. Oh, group. I didn't. No. <laughs> well, hey, okay. you've got a free Facebook group. Okay, if you guys 
want to fill your S, the second S for support, join Vanessa's free Facebook group. What's your Facebook group? Where can it you is find called that? Your Next Level Marketing Mindset and Business for Badass Business Babes. Oh, I love that. <laughs> I love the badass. Yes. Okay. Uh, and on Instagram, you can find me at the underscore elevated underscore entrepreneur. Oh, and my podcast. Don't forget to listen to my podcast too. Oh, yeah. The Elevated Entrepreneur Podcast. Perfect. Yes, (laughs) the Elevated Entrepreneur Podcast. So many ways to connect. And it's been wonderful having you on the show today. Thank you so much for your time. And everyone, go find Janessa online. If you want some help with your goals or want to join her Facebook group, like those sound like amazing, like just take a step out of this podcast, go join her Facebook group. Like, easy done click a button and then you're already in and you've got support so yes thank you holly thank for you for being me. here yeah i loved absolutely. it and and let me know if you're going to come join the group let me know where you where you're coming from so that i can shout out holly <laughs> <laughs> yes yes feel free all right well thank you so much Vanessa. all right thank you holly i appreciate it Thank you so much for being here on the Everyday Entrepreneur Podcast, Janessa. Friend, I hope that you took away some really great tools and techniques that Janessa shared when it comes to creating sexy goals in the new year. And while you're at it, go grab my free business action guide at hollynoll.com slash free. And in six quick steps, I will help you solidify your business idea so you have an idea that you can go and pitch to your very first client. Again, thank you so much for being here on the Everyday Entrepreneur Podcast, and I will see you here next time. Thank you so much for joining me this week on the Everyday Entrepreneur. There are thousands of podcasts out there, and you chose to be here with me. And for that, I'm truly grateful to you make sure to stop on my website and you can subscribe there to the show in iTunes, Stitcher, or via RSS so you'll never miss an episode. And while you're at it, if you found value in this show, I'd love your rating on iTunes. Or if you'd simply tell a friend about the show, that would mean the world. Finally, check out my free guides to starting a business at hollynoll.com slash free and be sure to tune in two weeks from today for my next episode. Until next time, Keep taking action to build your business.